Before we continue on, I want to give love to my guy, Alex Bowden, Zeke at AVV Taxes. Taxes are officially here for some of you. Maybe you think, wait, are they? Wait, I haven't done them yet. Yeah, go back and call somebody like Alex Bowden, Zeke to help you out this year. Alex is a professional. He's passionate about his job. He wants to keep all these things confidential when you're going through this process. Services, documentation, absolutely all those things. He wants to work with you to make it happen because he did it with me. My wife, my family, we were taken care of. By Alex, because we had so many changes. Baby boy has arrived. New opportunities, new jobs for me here in the year. How do all these things balance out? And maybe you've gone through a change in your life. Give Alex a call today. 518-400-0282. 518-400-0282. Let him help you through the process. He helped me. Tell me you heard it from getting there with Gaz. Gaz on the go. Godzilla Media. Proud sponsor. Alex Bowden. He AVB Taxes. Now, let's get into this week's episode. <laughs> episode here of getting there with guys we're talking rugby in this episode mike perizzini kevin murphy both joining us to talk about both the capital region and upstate new york what the sport of rugby can do upcoming this spring and summer and for maybe some of you and i think i'm in this class i've never played before but i think i might be good here's your opportunity to learn more about the sport before we dive into that let's learn about our two guests today uh kevin murphy we're going to start with you take us to a young kevin murphy Usually I talk about when people are six and then the 18. I kind of want to start with when did Kevin Murphy get first introduced to the sport of rugby? The, uh, I, was living in, I was living in Ryan Hall at, at Siena and uh, across the uh, um, kid living across the, the hall had started playing and uh, I was actually there for soccer. Uh, and had played goalie, and, um, and I never went back to soccer uh, after the following spring. And um, so, yeah, so played in college, played a bit of men's league, but uh, I'd have to, you know, started having kids and, and faded away, um, but uh, was fortunate to live uh, over in Australia and got involved coaching youth rugby over there. Why they decide, you know, you had these guys from New Zealand and New South Wales and Australia, why they decided to have some American guy come help them coach, I still don't really no, but uh, but then moved to Texas and youth rugby is actually very big in Texas. It's a great season because they started right after football and um, but then found my way back up to uh, the capital region. And uh, and we've had youth rugby here for about uh, 12 years, um, but we're obviously looking to grow and uh, and introduce the sport to more people. Mike, I'm going to get to you, I promise, but he just gave me too much information that I cannot follow. You know, I have to follow up on some of this stuff. So let's let's go back here. So you're there at Siena to play college soccer because you maybe had been offered a scholarship. You were going to walk on. You're going to try your best. And you saw rugby because a lot of and I don't want to make assumptions here and maybe we'll learn throughout this podcast. But it feels as if rugby is a far more physical sport than soccer. What drew you to rugby and were you initially a soccer player that flipped in college? I, uh, yeah, I had never, um, prior to getting to Siena, had never seen rugby. I think most people, um, 
I like to, you know, Mike is Mike's third generation rugby. I'm I'm second generation rugby. <laughs> uh, and so most people in my age um, would have learned in college and uh, and and yeah, it, the camaraderie. And and I think that's the, you know, um, I mean, if you play hockey, you play basketball. I mean, all sports have camaraderie, but there is there is something about uh, about rugby and a rugby match and you know, the, uh, without getting too much into, uh, a bit about the game yet, but you know, that's, it's played 15 v, via 15 with one referee. Uh, and, and so over an 80 or a 90 minute match, uh, it's, it's very much an aerobic game. I mean, it, you know, is that so, but then there is the post festivities, uh, that are in, that are in college particularly and, and men's league, but it's, um, but it, it, but that that part of it too. What I think perceptions of what rugby was twenty five, thirty years ago, uh, from a college standpoint. Uh, if you're not a group of athletes now at the college level, you can't compete. Uh, there's still social clubs, um, but they are. But more and more colleges are are taking it uh, are taking it much more seriously. Are those colleges going to Australia like you? Like, don't leave that over the table. How in the world did you end up in Australia, man? You're just playing rugby. They say, let's go fly across the world and do this some more. I well, and I lived in Melbourne, which which rugby actually rugby union isn't uh, that popular there. Of you know the 25 million people that live in Australia, um, but it's uh, but there's enough transplants from uh, other places that it's still played. Uh, and, uh, yeah, no, it was just, it was a business, op, you know, a, a chance with my job to, to go and, and it was a great experience. Um, and I was able to take, uh, you know, young kids, which, you know, was, we were the token Americans. Uh, so, you know, we showed them how to play baseball and, and, and basketball, you know, they figured it out. I like that. Mike, let's flip over to you, man. Tell us about your journey. How did you get first introduced to the sport of rugby? So the first time I ever saw rugby was in high school. My high school was fortunate enough to have a club rugby team. I did not play. I just kind of saw the rugby players from afar. Where's that high school? Is that is that in Capital Region? No, it's uh, Fairfield. It's down in Fairfield, Connecticut, uh, okay. Ludlow. And they combined with the other high school in a uh, town called Ward. They could create uh, Pegasus Rugby uh, because the, the Ludlow is the Falcons. Uh, Ward is the Mustang, so you get the Pegasus out of that. But uh, I just, so I never played in high school, went to college. Uh, my sophomore year, I started playing because I had a roommate who was a rugby player my sophomore year. And so I was like, all right, what is this? I asked him to bring me to a practice, and I was like, oh, God, this is the greatest thing ever. Fell in love with it immediately. Um, I was fortunate enough to study abroad when I was at Siena, and I got to play rugby in Italy, not nearly as good as Australia, but st still pretty nice to play rugby. And that was kind of the universal language there was with, with them was we both knew rugby. And so we could communicate through that. And now I am the coach of the Albany Bootleggers rugby team here in the Capital District. So many students want to study abroad. You guys get to play abroad. You guys get to compete <laughs> abroad, which sounds so much more fun. So um, like you just mentioned, you're part of the Albany Bootleggers. I want to get to that yes. in a second. But first... I'm going to give you the distinction of for those who may not completely understand the sport. Take us a little bit through rugby 101. So it's it's real simple. Uh, all you know, shapes, sizes, uh, are, and skill levels are welcome. The the big thing is uh, rugby has laws instead of rules. So everyone kind of gets that's the major distinction is we have rugby laws, and the big laws are you have to pass the ball backwards or sideways, no forward passing. 
there's no blocking in rugby, so no one can run in front of you. And uh, those are basically that's all you really need to know to play. Um, we tell everyone like you know it's super easy. No one knows the laws when they first start. Um, I don't know guys that have been playing for five, ten years that still don't know everything because there's a lot of nuanced uh, things. And the the fortunate thing about it in rugby in general is it's always changing. There are they're doing some new tweaks and stuff like that with it to make the you know play more competitive and stuff like that. So all you need to know is you pass backwards and you can't block. I like it, man. It's so much fun to watch on TV. I always look at some football guys or whoever it might be, maybe hockey players. The competitive, the physical nature of the sport seems so much like people want to go out there. You guys have both already mentioned this, the camaraderie that comes with that, with being with your teammates. Kevin, I want to go back to you because you mentioned the generational thing here with rugby where people may have played in different eras or people may have been introduced to the sport in different eras. But what seems to be a common thread is that for whatever reason, younger leagues high schools don't put rugby on that same type of level as a sport like baseball, football, basketball, hockey, the sports that we know may be more popular in America. Why do you think rugby hasn't taken off and just entered the talk of you can sign up for a sport and it can be rugby at your respective schools? Before we find out the answer to that question, I want to remind you the first Godzilla Media Live event is coming this month. Thursday, April 29th, will be live at Hooters of Albany on Wolf Road for the NFL Draft. It's your chance to win prizes. Hang out with us on Draft Night for your chance to win some great things thanks to Hooters. Could be some free wings, some free beer, some merch from Godzilla Media, and more. Your favorite team. We're far away from the NFL season actually kicking off, but we're going to find out what the future looks like with you on Draft Night live from Hooters Thursday, April 29th. And if you don't live in the area, that's okay. GodzillaMedia.com. We're going to have an online contest going for you for your chance to win. And you can pick your picks as soon as today. GodzillaMedia.com. Scroll down on the website. See where it says 2021 NFL Draft. Click it to find out more. Don't forget about all the great things going on at Hooters, by the way, too. The great beer, the wings you're looking for. I like them breaded. Don't forget about the great wing night going on and more. Hot Daytona Beach, shout out to Ricky and Dan and the whole crew over there. Tell them I said hello when you stop in again at Wolf Road. Don't forget, Draft Night, your spot. Godzilla Media, Hooters, Wolf Road, NFL Draft Night. Now, let's find out the answer to that question here on this episode of Getting There with Gaz. I mean, different markets. There there are uh, um, around D.C., around Boston, around New York City. Uh, as I mentioned, um, you would think in Texas it would be all baseball and football, um, and you know, but the uh, amount of uh, youth in high school rugby down there uh, is outstanding. And uh, so, I, I mean, it is a um, you know, just getting people introduced. I you know, I think youth sports. Uh, as I have kids that have you know gone through, um, you know, they've changed a lot. And, and that's what I, you know, I try to encourage, you know, um, you know, with youth rugby and high school rugby in, you know, what we have to offer in the area. I mean, it's, it's low cost. We try to keep it low travel. Uh, and, and, you know, and even to the effect, if you're, you know, you are swimming or doing something uh, else, you can still fit in rugby practice. And as Mike mentioned, you know, get uh, up to speed to, to learn. And the, uh, I coach at uh, both the Albany Knicks and but uh, um, but also at Albany Academy, uh, which Albany Academy, um, unfortunately, is the only high school team in the capital district. And yeah, we're, we're you know, we're wow. trying to get, uh, 
um, you know, CBA and, and LaSalle and, uh, and then obviously uh, some of the bigger high schools were, you know, we just figured that the, the math must, there must be some kids that, you know, can't make the uh, lacrosse or, or baseball team or track in the spring and it would be a perfect option. And, uh, and, and, you know, pretty, you know, football um, kids that obviously they lift a lot in the spring, but to kind of do, you know, something more aerobic and, and the, you know, players that normally never get the ball on a football field, we love to give them the ball on a rugby field, you know? And, uh, uh, and so th those pieces, um, you know, as far as, you know, growing it in awareness uh, and, and then, you know, there is a safety issue and cause they're like, Oh, it's crazy. You don't have pads. Well, it's actually safer. Because, you know, and, and, and there's been so much. And I mean, football has gotten so much better, you know, in, in the past 10 years, the head up tackling, uh, you know, is, is, is made it a, a much, a much better sport. Um, but the tackling in rugby, it's, it's a wrap tackle. Uh, you know, initially we get kids out and they want to, you know, dive at a runner and it will knock them, uh, you know, couldn't get dangerous. And we just scale that back. But, but, you know, I mean, most of the contact is like, you know, in this podcast, it's between me to you, Tom. I mean, right. it, like, no matter how much you and I would try to run at each other right now, there's only so much momentum. And, uh, and then occasionally, you know, there's the open field hits that the guys like Mike take. Um, but they, uh, uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's after the first five minutes, you start to realize if your lungs like one of the best teams in the country from a collegiate side has always been West Point. And if you look at the West Point team, they're not always physically huge, but they will run you to the ground. And if you can't stand with them for the last 20 minutes, guess what? They just scored three times on you. Yes, yeah. that running that running part of it's amazing because look the offense. I always think about again. I've compared just to football for a more common thing: the offensive line, the defensive line. You mentioned those bigger guys who don't get to touch the football. If they get to touch the football in rugby, and rather than them being talked about with their family and friends, being, I think you played well. I couldn't really follow the action. Now they become the stars in rugby. Now yeah. maybe the younger people, whether it be because of uh, television, podcasts, YouTube. They see guys in the NBA, the NFL, the NHL, Major League Baseball. They get to see the professional side of it, so they look and say, that's what I want to do. But you guys have mentioned there are going to be some athletes, whether it's now or into the future, where they hear about representing an Olympic team, going to college, going to West Point, going to different countries and saying, you know what, I may not be the standout in these more traditional sports here in America, but if I get to go to different countries and I get to compete in the Olympics, that allure is pretty exciting. And I hope, well, maybe, maybe this podcast would... If somebody thinking about going to a different sport, this is the start of it. Um, like you mentioned the Albany bootleggers. For those who aren't familiar with that, kind of tell us a little bit about what that has meant and how that's developed over the last few years. So, yeah, there's two teams here in the Capital District. There is the Albany Knicks, who Kevin played for, which is the higher division. They play D3 rugby, and they've got a, a women's side named the Sirens that play, I believe, D2 or D1 rugby. Um, so they're the more of the competitive team. And the Albany Bootleggers were the social team. Uh, we started nine years ago in the spring of uh, 2009, 2010. We, I believe, were around there. Um, and it's it kind of started out as kind of guys coming together. And then we formed the team in 2012. And then we just kind of built up from there. And it was the team has basically become, you know, if you want to learn how to play rugby, Come with us. If you're a guy that played rugby in college and maybe hasn't played, you know, that long, 
you could come play with us or you know maybe you're you know you've got a, a hectic work schedule and so um you don't have a whole lot of time to come uh play you can only you know make that time commitment you know once a week for a practice or maybe every other week for a game come to us so that's kind of what we are we over the years we've you know we've gone up to play uh at canams which is a giant rugby tournament in lake placid uh, we compete around here in the capital district. We got friends all the way out in Rome. Uh, we play with the Rome mercenaries. We go up to Rutland, Vermont and play against uh, Rutland. We've gone down to Connecticut to play. And so we kind of keep it local and, uh, you know, fun. Yes, I love all that. So you said there's no age limit, right? Like you could be 23 to 43, whatever the age is, you can go out there and continue. To yeah. Compete. Our youngest is around 21 and our oldest is, uh, he says it's 43. We like to joke that he was there at the founding of rugby 200 years ago, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no age limit. Uh, when I was talking about Can-Ams uh, up in Lake Placid, they have, uh, you know, regular social rugby and, you know, club rugby, but they also have age limit rugby. And so they've got a 35 and over uh, bracket. They have a 45 and over bracket. They have a 55 and over bracket and they have a 60 and over bracket. And so uh, you could still, yeah, guys are still playing, you know, 60 years old, you know, running around on the pitch. I know for both of you, this is going to feel like picking your favorite child, but Kevin, I'm going to start with you on this. Was there a moment, whether it be a practice, the first hit, the first victory, where you fell in love with the sport and somebody listening to this may say, hey, when I experienced that moment like Kevin, that's when I could become a lifelong rugby fan. Is there one, maybe two or three moments that stick out to you throughout your career and your time following the sport? I think, you know, there used to be a Ryan Field at the Siena campus. And I think there um, there was always this big guy that played for SUNY Albany. And, and I, he may have been trying to break my nose in, in a ruck at one point. Um <laughs> And he knows who he is. Um, but they, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely times like that in, um, you know, SUNY Cortland was always a power uh, and would, uh, uh, you know, have um, some matches against them that were definitely very memorable over the years. Mike, same question to you. Was there that moment, a, a match, something that happened on the pitch that you said, you know what, I think I'm going to be a rugby fan for the rest of my life? I can't pin down a specific moment. Um, I do remember like the first try I scored for Siena, but I think the, the real time I, I felt it, I guess would be my first game when I got my, when I got tackled the first time um, because you know, you're, you're playing rugby without pads and you, you know, you get hit and you go down and then there's kind of like this moment in your brain where you kind of go, Oh my God, I'm not made of glass. Like I could, I could keep playing. I could get tackled without pads and I'm, I'm still okay. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a little sore, but whatever. And I'm still running around and it's kind of that addictive feeling that, you know, oh, oh this is amazing. You're, you know, kind of at the edge of your seat, you know, adrenaline's going. And that's kind of, I think, believe that's, you know, where I initially, you know, fell in love with rugby. And Actually, for the go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. Yeah. I have a, I have a better answer to that question. <laughs> if you edit this one in. No, so I'll leave it in. We'll just keep going. <laughs> Um, no, my, my first match was at Holy Cross and, uh, so it was spring season. And so the, uh, football players, um, you know, would have been playing B side, uh, and the football players were, um, uh, were allowed to play for the Holy Cross team. And I, um, I, I was a soccer goalie. So the, the kickoff and I'm go up like a goalie and I pluck the ball out of the air and this guy that was probably playing middle linebacker uh, for Holy Cross just drilled me into next week. And I lost the ball and was laying on the ground shriveling. 
And, uh, and, and like I'm sitting there and I notice the other 29 people are running away and still playing the game. And um, yeah. And rugby, if an injury happens on the pitch, they don't blow the whistle. Uh, and I wasn't injured. I just was shaken up, you know, it was a, uh, um, but it made me real, you know, needless to say in soccer, the whistle would have blown and there would have been a, you know, a bit of drama, uh, in involved and, uh, but in rugby, no, they just kept going and, you know, and realized I better get my, my butt up and keep running around. <laughs> it's a different sport for sure. It has its own feel. It has its own rules and or laws. I should say laws and everything else. Uh, Mike, I'll start with you and you both are going to get the same question. If we talk about rugby five years from now or 10 years from now, what do you hope for the future of the sport? Where are you hoping the sport stands, whether it be locally here in the capital region or on a national scale when we talk about rugby as we look at it here in the U.S.? I hope um, I'll start locally and then I'll expand nationally. Um, locally, I hope you know more teams or more schools are picking it up. Um, you know, there's definitely there's no shortage of athletes that are here in the capital district. And so there's no reason that, you know, schools shouldn't be picking up rugby. Um, it's And it's a relatively cheap sport to have. All you need is, you know, a few pads, which the football team already has. Um, there's no real, like, specialized equipment that you need. You just need, you know, cleats and a mouth guard. And so it, it is, a, a, you know, a nice way to get, you know, maybe football players to get some training in the spring to, to tackle the correct way. Uh, maybe some other people that, you know, like I said, or like Kevin said, uh, that maybe didn't make the, you know, the track and field team, didn't make the lacrosse team um, to come out and, you know, play an aggressive sport. So I'm hoping more teams um, pick it up and more schools pick it up. Nationally, um, I hope that the, the game has grown to the point where uh, the Major League Rugby, which is the current uh, professional league in the United States, becomes more mainstream. Uh, right now, it's in its fourth year of uh it's since its inception. And so I'm hoping that, you know, from five years now, you know, everyone kind of knows about major league rugby. Uh, maybe we get some nice uh, products out of that, that uh, hopefully some kids go play, you know, for the national team and, you know, the U S national team competes at a world cup and gets out of the group stage. Uh, 2021 this year, Tokyo is, you know, the second time that rugby sevens is going to be played. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe we place well, this time around. And then, you know, four years from now, we place even better three years from now, we place even better. So I'm hoping that from five years, five years from now, I hope that rugby isn't stagnant or in the same place. I'm hoping that, you know, it continues to grow. It, it gains, you know, the notoriety I believe that it deserves. Kevin, that's a really good answer. Mike just gave. Do you want to even add anything? Cause I don't, I, that felt like the perfect answer, but Kevin, I'll let you have an opportunity to add to something if you want. It, well, the only other is um, it, it's, it's boys and girls. And and the and the reason actually um, that rugby is one of the fastest growing sports worldwide is because of the number of uh, females that are starting to play the game, um, as well as guys. But the uh, um, so like that's one of our and I mean yes, high schools you do have high school girls soccer, high school girls lacrosse. Um, there, you know, there are a lot of girls that would love to play rugby and we, you know, Mike and I know them, the, you know, the, the sirens are, uh, the, you know, with the women's club with the Albany Knicks, um, they're great. And it's a, it's a, um, it's a great option for, um, an athletic team, 
Um, but as well, I, you know, some of the, the high school tournaments uh, that we, that I go to in the high school girls, girls teams that are there, uh, they're girls that are not getting an option to play soccer, not getting, you know, to make the basketball team because they, you know, they didn't decide on one sport at the age of 10. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't, um, a lot of kids, by the time they're 14 or 15, are unwilling to try a new sport. And, and it's like, and I, I almost, you know, when we're trying to encourage kids to try the new sport, it's like, if I can find their parents, and the parents may have played a semester or two in college, guys, you know, moms or dads, you know, it, it's like, that's a, a, you know, hopefully an avenue that the, the, they can get the kids past that inertia. Um, but it's, uh, but I, I always, you know, our, my, my biggest competition is not the other spring sports. Um, it's video games. And kids just oh. decide that they don't want to run around on a field anymore, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, that's a bigger problem, unfortunately, that us three cannot figure out and solve. Someone much smarter yeah. than us three will figure out the youth and why they got to stay off Twitch and TikTok and everything else. But as long as they're watching podcasts, I'm fine with it. As long as they're, <laughs> that's okay with me. Uh, a few places I want to make sure I get a chance to plug here. At CDY Rugby on Twitter, you touched on some youth things there. I know there's a lot of great youth information out there. Uh, Sienna Rugby Alumni is the page you run, Kevin, right? So shout out to all the Sienna alums who are out there. And then AlbanyRugby.com. Did I miss anything else that could help promote rugby, not just in the capital region, upstate New York and more? So I'll take that, Mike. The uh, up in Glens Falls, Queensbury, we have Foothills, uh, the, uh, and the Foothill Rangers is uh, a boys' high school team and youth program. And uh, and then uh, driving south, the Saratoga Mustangs uh, is um, boys' and girls' high school uh, team, and they've had some great numbers over the years. Uh, and then there is also a men's club in Saratoga. Um, that, uh, and, and then obviously the Albany Knicks youth, uh, has, you know, really going from, from grades two to 12, uh, um, we don't have the grades to play against grade 12, but, but we do have, uh, different, you know, as them getting out there for a run and, uh, uh, and then, you know, you, you, you have the Siena college, um, you know, Greg Matthew is the, the director of rugby over, uh, at Siena, and if anybody is you know thinking of going this, uh, there and would like to play, but uh, Jeremiah is the coach over at Union. They have a great team. Uh, the RPI, I don't know who the coach is right now at RPI. It has changed, but they've the both men's and women's teams at RPI have been awesome. And then Johnny Durant uh, um, and Rob Slowinski, uh, you know, run the um, uh, the, the programs over at SUNY Albany and, uh, and SUNY Albany is really is gotten better and better in, in the conference that they play over the years. So, uh, so from a school side, and that's, I, I, I don't try to play the, you know, what's getting kids invested into, you know, a high school sport, like, you know, because there aren't a lot of full rides to play rugby, uh, in college. They do. I mean, obviously you go military academy and, uh, th those, um, have some you know other contingencies that you sign on for but uh but the uh but there are a couple schools that do offer you know scholarship and and but more and more schools are getting a formal program and if you learn how to play and the and the coaches they will help you get into those schools so it's a in an and it's you know as it's getting um better organized uh 
you know, one of uh, if, um, my if, if you have a lot of Giants fans, uh, New York Giants fans that uh, uh, listen to the podcast. Um, well, their favorite special teams guy should be Mr. Nate Ebner. Are you, are you familiar with Nate Ebner, Tom? Yeah, he's got a little rugby background, doesn't he? I, I mean, it's and so, you know, he grew up in Columbus, Ohio, was part, you know, his father played with a, a Columbus, Ohio club, walked on. Um, to Ohio State uh, um, and, uh, you know, was a captain his senior year, but he's just a lockdown tackler. And he learned how to do the rugby tackle. And and what's better for a special teams than to be a lockdown tackler? And uh, But he plays with rugby sevens. So I've mentioned there's rugby 15s and Mike mentioned there's a, there's a sevens version of rugby. Um, you get some of the bigger guys off the field and it's more of a, um, a horse race. It's seven v seven, uh, seven minute halves, and so in a fourteen minute match, it's full sprint, and it, it's it's in a and they'll play a tournament and you you know in the course of a day. But that's the in the Olympics, that's the version that's played right now. They don't play the fifteens. Um, the next World Cup for fifteens will be in France in twenty twenty three. And I think most people are are familiar with the New Zealand All Blacks, and and the haka, you know, the pregame, you know, welcoming they do for the other team to try to you know scare the mouth guards out of them, um, and they, uh, um, it, but the uh, the other you know as you mentioned as far as uh, you know the the major league rugby. And like Fox Sports is covering Major League Rugby games, and there's there's streaming to be able to watch it. Uh, but there just was the Six Nations, which fortunately for the Six Nations, there's there uh, Saturday afternoons in February to March. There's not a lot of a lot of things to watch on TV, uh, and um, so there was great coverage of Scotland versus Ireland and England versus France, and these games are great. I mean, if, if somebody's just for the first time, like, oh, my God, the way they move the ball around uh, and it's um, and it's changed over the years. Well, we're excited here at Gonzalo Media and getting there with Gonzalo to share some of these spots. We're going to share this interview, of course, and tag a lot of these social media platforms as well. Uh, who knows? I know COVID, we're taping this in April 2021 and COVID has changed a lot of things in the future. But who knows? Maybe on the pitch very soon, we continue to do this partnership. We might see a team with the Godzilla Media logo out <laughs> you there. You, you know, well, who knows? It's very, very possible. Mike, Kevin, thank you guys so much for spending some time with me today. Looking forward to seeing where rugby goes here in the spring, the summer, and the next year to five years. And hopefully we'll look back on this and say the sport's in a better place in the future than what it was when we taped now. Although it's in a fine spot now, I'm excited to see where this continues to build. Thank you guys so much for stopping by. Thank, thank you, you for having me.